0: Welcome everybody to the Keto Endurance Podcast. I am here with Travis Statham. He is a fellow carnivore and he has been following the carnivore diet for a while, over a year. We can talk about his progression nutrition strategies to what he's doing now. He's a moderator on Facebook and I see you on Reddit a lot too. We'll talk a little bit about that. And You've gotten your a couple of newspaper articles written about you and interviews which was pretty interesting. We'll talk a little bit about that. So welcome Travis. Thank, Thank
1: you. you. Thank you for having me on, Stephanie.
0: You're welcome. Talk about your path to the carnivore way of eating and the changes that you've seen and why you're so passionate about it.
1: Yeah. Um, so thanks again for having me on. Uh, let's see. So I read Gary Tobbs Good Calories, Bad Calories when I was 23 back in like 2012. Yeah, 2012, the summer of 2012. And uh, it blew my mind. It was incredible. Um, and in there, Gary talks about uh, Viljamar Stephenson, And how, uh, you know, some people were able to live on meat alone. So I was like, wow, that's pretty unique, but that's crazy. I'm never going to do that. Uh, So I finished Gary's book and tried out a ketogenic diet that summer and lost about 15 pounds of weight maybe. I just had a slight belly after uh, the end of college, my little mini beer belly. And I was a little self-conscious about that and didn't know anything about nutrition. So uh, over the years, I kind of became interested in keto, would go from keto to non-keto and, you know, try and enjoy my 20s. And then I read uh, The Case Against Sugar in 2016. And... It like reset me, I think. It got me back to like my baseline of keto and was like, wow, I really need to stay on this. And around the same time, I heard of Sean Baker on YouTube. Um, And to help explain the story, after I got, uh, after I read Case Against Sugar, I became much more involved in Reddit. And uh, I would post like scientific articles I found online that uh, were related to keto and various keto science fields. And I would post it on this uh, subreddit called Keto Science. And uh, after a while, I asked to become a moderator there. And in doing that, I basically became super knowledgeable about all the parts of keto. Um, and while like kind of staying abreast of all the topics, I came across Sean Baker and then fit that into like my routine. Um, so I, I saw a video by Sean Baker is any equals many study back in like September or, or August of 2017. And then I was, like, really intrigued. Uh, I joined all the Facebook groups for Zero Carb, Principia Carnivora, and Zeroing in on Health and uh, Zero Carb Health. Read all the testimonials at esmezerocarbzen.com. I uh, was really kind of, like, amazed. And, like, I'm, I'm used to the r you know, success stories, the drops in weight, all these awesome miracle stories. But I was like, wow, this is something even deeper, like, it seems like just by restricting a little bit more of these plants, somehow people are getting even healthier. And it's like, how do I explain that? You know, like, that's really quite amazing. Uh, so I had to dig in, I tried to understand how plants are created and how they evolved and uh, kind of debunked my own assumptions against fiber. And then... Uh, tweaked around with carnivore here and there. I tried that 30-month-day challenge by Amber O'Hearn, where she goes, like, eat mostly meat, not or eat only meat, not too little, mostly fat. Um, and then uh, Sean Baker went on Joe Rogan in December of 2017, and then the carnivore diet blew up.
0: Went are crazy. Went nuts. Because I've been... Peter is the one who told me about a carnivore diet in 2015, and I've, I read all of Esme's success stories, and I've been on and off keto carnivore since then. But the things that stopped me was, I don't know if you had oxalate dumping when you were... Um,
1: I just heard about that from oh, Elliot. Oh,
0: well, I had a horrible... Um, oh,
2: you know
0: I mean? uh. the, the whole inside of my lower jaw felt like it grew. Oh, it, like it would come out my my gums, like, and it would be crystallized. You could, like, pop it out. I thought it broke off my tooth. What? Yeah. I mean, clumps. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And so I would stop the carnivore way of eating um, because I didn't know what it was. And then I did a, a search on um, Esme's Facebook group about yeah. that. And then I found out about car- um, oxalate dumping and then read about it some more. But it took. It took like uh, on and off, probably eight months before that stopped.
1: What what were you eating before that?
0: Uh, I, mean, I was oxal- eating a keto oxal- diet, but I ate, but you know I ate a keto diet. but I ate lots of stuff with oxalates. You know, a lot sp- of kale
1: and spinach,
0: spinach, kale. I mean, all of those. I'm sure I was like full of oxalates, or right. you know, I mean, and it was it was crazy, but not a, not everybody has that happen yeah
1: i didn't have it having because i was like i was eating broccoli here and there and salads here and there and like kind of just keeping my 20 grams a day kind of intact but not too worried about all the other stuff yeah so sean blew up right and uh on joe rogan i actually made a big post to help promote that on uh another subreddit it's called zero carb um i became a moderator there And Zero Carb is now at, like, 75 or almost 80,000 subscribers. Wow. Yeah. So it's actually probably the biggest carnivore community online. But in terms of, like, Redditors, I feel like they're a lot less active than maybe Facebookers.
0: I only know about Reddit by searching things. And Mm -hmm. it pulls up, like, stuff with Reddit. And I think a lot of people your age are more into Reddit than... I'm it's, almost 50.
1: It's so definitely that. more of a geekier thing. Uh, I got into it originally. You remember Dig? that, that company? Yeah. Uh, so that would work by you would like submit links and people could upvote them and downvote them and then the most interesting content would like float or surf up to the top. Yeah. So you'd always kind of know what's going on. And then Dig died out and Reddit replaced it and... What I really like about Reddit is you can make a like a dedicated subgroup. You can invite people so they they subscribe basically to the group, and then on their homepage when they check it every day when they wake up or whatever, uh, you see like a stream of all your interesting kind of content pop up. So oh, cool. it's like,
0: well, I don't need another distraction. I was well, gonna say, maybe.
2: I, I,
1: need this distraction because it's the best website i found for doing the kinds of like science investigation I've been involved in. So the nice thing is it gives you like a great way to make an easy blog post. So well that's
0: that's smart.
1: So yeah Yeah. and you have like links and stuff.
0: Um, Travis your microphone must have moved a little bit. Oh okay. Yeah that's better.
1: Yeah. um so yeah reddit is just it's nice like you can post links to like new science articles um one thing I do is I'll I'll see a new like keto science keto article on Twitter and be like oh wow Ben Bickman just posted some awesome little abstract right yeah. and uh, but he won't post like the link to the, the
0: oh article. that would be awesome because I I'm always trying to buy the art. I mean, trying to find them where I don't have to. Exactly.
1: So that's what I do every single day. I do that wow. five to ten times a day. I, I find the article
0: somehow. And oh my I, goodness. I'm going to have to join that subreddit.
1: Yeah. I, and that's what I want. I like, I don't really have the time to read all these articles every day. They're, you know, 10 or 20 pages and they're complicated science and, you know I have a day job too so <laughs> but the amazing thing is yeah you can find these articles on Sci-Hub have you heard of Sci-Hub it's a uh, it's a kind of a lead
0: Oh, Russian I have heard of Sci-Hub. yes I have. Yeah,
1: it's a uh, sci-hub.tw, tw but it might change in the future um, you can check the Twitter account of the girl who runs it but Basically, they, they get the free science articles wherever they are in the world and download them and then make them available to anyone who searches the the DOI or, like, the, the link on the, on the website.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: That's my major tip, and I think everyone should use that. Oh, yeah. Um, you can basically put in any PubMed article, any DOI. DOI means, like, Uh, digital object identifier or something. It's it's a kind of science format they created in the early days of the internet. And almost every single science article that's been published publicly has one of these.
2: That's
0: an important thing to know. I just went to it, sci-hub.tw and uh, because there are a lot of articles that Dr. Bickman and other people post, I'm like, I want to read the whole thing. And then I search and search for it and I can't find.
1: Even just typing it out kind of sucks. So, uh, yeah. So, what I do is I'll like copy the abstract and the title, I'll format it nice, maybe throw the date in there, or one of the authors. And then I find the full PDF and I make a link. Um, I'm starting to download these articles and save them myself in case Sci Hub goes down in the future, but that's a lot more work. I kind of have to find a better way to automate that. Um, but I'll post a link in there and then, then it, it pops up on keto science and people can go to the subreddit or, you know, get notifications or something.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's a very useful thing.
1: Yeah, and then you can, uh, you know, read the article, comment on it, ask questions, how, you know, how does this fit in, type a little summary if you can, and the whole idea is community, right? So whatever you can help write out, it's a really big help. I mean, I can't do it all. I, you know, I'll find five or 10 in a row and just cycle them off and throw them up. Um, I, I have a pretty good eye now for like what's keto related and what's not and, I don't mind posting anti-keto stuff too. It's uh, it's fun to debunk that as well or find out what, the re- what it really means or dig deeper.
0: Yeah, I just subscribed to Keto Science Nerds Unite.
1: Awesome, great, that's so good to hear.
0: <laughs> and then the other one is the carnivore one?
1: Uh, yeah, it's called Zero Carb. That's like the old name of the diet.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, people
1: uh, we still get that question every day. Hi, I had some eggs and they have 0. 0.4 grams of carbs in them. Can I can I eat them? And we all go, Yes, it's animal products, it's fine. And then other people go, No, they're eggs, they're
2: not meat. You can't eat that. No. And well, then, you
0: want know, like the all of that stuff is very um I mean, I was following it when it was called zero carb because of Esme yeah but, um well, I'm still following it, but I call it carnivore zero carb, and then I always put meat heels you
1: know. yeah, I think one of those messages is kind of works well, but I still feel like there's like a better name out there that we'll we'll figure out one day.
0: I don't know if you know who like um logical links on Twitter, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we've been like sort of, we have similar paths uh, on this keto carnivore thing and he's had lots of good benefits and so have I, but I'm still not where I want to be. Like I don't have asthma and allergies anymore. I'm off of all prescription medication, which I've been, what used to be on like $80 a month of prescription drugs for asthma and allergies. I was on um, three different asthma medications and um, two allergy medications, and it wasn't even really helping that much. So I'm off of all that, but I still like, um, he's, he's had a lot of good things, but not where he wants to be either. And he's just started, he's been doing the.
1: Paleolithic ketogenic diet.
0: Yes. Have you done that?
1: Oh yeah, I've definitely heard of it. Uh, I was actually talking to Sophia uh, Clemens uh, at Boulder Carnivore Conference, and I guess. Oh,
2: did low- you go?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was my first one, and I've been watching all the low carb down under uh, yeah.
2: publication
1: publications. And I was like, wow, you know, there is big last year and Ted Damon's excellent insulin resistance talk. And it's like, it's been really nice to have all these lectures at my fingertips be like, Oh, I can just pop them off. So I thought it'd be like really worth it to spend the time and money to go. And I met like all my favorite doctors and all these people that I, you know, have been connecting with for years um, through the internet. I know all their voices through watching all their videos and seeing right. all their podcasts and it's like, oh yeah, you're my friend.
0: And their day jobs are just
1: Yeah, right. That doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I think honestly, like I don't think my day job matters anywhere near as much as any of this. Cause you know, I'm just coding in front of a screen all day. It's not like helping people. It's not like changing the world that much. Um and, you know, like, just every podcast or uh, wiki or piece of paper I write or advice I give on Twitter or Reddit, it's like someone might read that and then go change the world true. knowledge, you know. So that's why I'm always out there putting out all these good words because someone's going to go put two things together, you know, and figure out, like, the next, you know.
2: Well,
0: holistic agriculture, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the Savory Institute. Yep. Uh, I went to the, one of my clients um, works for the Savory Institute, and I went to their conference a couple years ago, which was amazing. Mm. Amazing. But it's like they're all about reversing global warming.
2: Right.
0: (laughs) We cannot reverse global warming without ruminants, without having that cyclical turnover of perennial grasses and people are like oh it's the trees well perennial grasses have a you know a shorter life cycle cycle it they will sequester more carbon you just need ruminants to help do that and so i the more people who eat meat mm-hmm. or there's going to be a demand for it and there's when you do holistic agriculture you know exponentially you need more animals to do it So there's going to be more animals produced and, uh, and like, it really will like save the world, save, you know, so really, Travis, you are saving the world (laughs) in your own little way. We could
1: focus on that message and, and not the other side, but it, it, it has been really nice to know that that is like the next step. And that there's hope. Like, I, I felt like when I first started Carnivore, like, oh, now I'm going to become like this crazy meat eater and I have to support all these terrible farming practices and climate
2: change. And
1: But uh, now it's like, well, actually, there's really good solutions. And they are scientifically backed. But it's the same problem with all the other fields.
2: There's
0: There's like, a lot there. of public... There's a lot of uh, corporate interests that are at odds.
1: Yes, corporate
2: interests,
0: That message.
1: science uh, or marketing ma- masquerading as
0: science. Yes. Uh, did you see the articles about the keto crotch? And
1: yeah, I did. I. I- I wanted I should have researched it the first day, but I think I did it the second or third day once I started seeing it was like a conspiracy or 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 how popular it
2: got. Um,
0: it was and I even had my sister who lives in Mexico message me. She Facebook Live not Facebook Live, but uh you know, uh what's the iPhone message thing like pulls up Hey, have you what's what's this about this keto crotch? And I'm like, really? Even <laughs> oh.
1: that's what you like, not like how keto like cures geoglastomas or something.
0: Right. No glio no brain cancer solving or reversing Crohn's and colitis or yeah. type it's- two diabetes or any of that. No. It's all about keto crotch. But you know the three the three companies that paid the funding of that was Coca-Cola, I think it was Barilla Pasta, and Weight Watchers. Really? Yeah, I think Jimmy Moore had it. He had the name of the marketing firm and the companies that funded it.
1: There's a guy named John Zahorick, right, who uh, did a big long thread about it and kind of He made some far-reaching accusations. I don't know how true they are, but uh, it does make a lot of sense.
0: Well, Weight Watchers, I think it's sort of ironic that uh, Weight Weight Watchers reported their losses, and I think Oprah lost $56 million. And then, like, a couple weeks later, they're like, oh, keto crotch is going to, you know, they're going to have this keto crotch, which I have to say, I've been doing keto probably 10 years and car- yeah. or on and off for, uh, since 2015 and I've never had a problem with my crotch. So I would, um, I think I'm, at least I'm not worried.
1: <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to have that problem.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think you'll have that problem. The, um, I don't think you're going to have a problem with Keto Crotch, but they put it, the articles in women's magazines, because those are the people who use Weight Watchers, you know? hmm I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Weight Watch- I did Weight Watchers for six months, and I lost zero pounds and zero inches, like, and I, and they... Are
1: hungry all the time, or...
0: I was, well, I was hungry all the time, but I still stuck with it. Like, I stuck with it. I was like, I'm going to make it it work. thought it
1: worked, yeah. How can a company stick around for so long if it doesn't work?
0: Yeah, and, uh, but then they make it like you're not doing something right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm following all my macros, you know, or not the macros, but the little points and.
1: Did the points ever make any sense? Did you ever, like, figure out?
0: And then they, well, and they, I mean, they're just a typical low-fat, high-carbohydrate food pyramid diet, and I was exercising regularly while I was doing it, and they were like, you're supposed to get points for exercising, but then they're like, oh, well, you're exercising too little, too much, you shouldn't give yourself the points for exercising, and then I was miserable. It was horrible.
1: I think it, it makes it vague enough that it's too difficult to really falsify, and then because some people can like actually count calories or starve themselves for a couple months, they sometimes you know that does lose weight sometimes. Um,
0: uh, and I think if you don't have severe metabolic issues, right
1: right, and the insulin resistance prevents the weight loss and'state carbs and you're like just under maintaining your body's going to hold on to it all and right yeah low your body actually lowers its metabolic rate to compensate for the lower intake
0: yeah so there i mean there were people who had lost the weight and kept it off but there are other people like me who didn't lose any weight at all and you know it's embarrassing because you're going to step on the scale but of course they're all about the the scale they're not all about You know measurements right i I coach endurance athletes i i coach non-endurance athletes too i have clients who are not endurance athletes and we um we use a tape measure i do have them step on a scale but i said that's just because i put the information in this like calculator this uh body fat calculator and i tell them this is not accurate all we're trying to do is see that you're losing inches we don't Care about the scale. We only care that you're losing inches and you feel good. That's it. <laughs> so that's.
1: Well, I good. mean, if they are losing weight, I mean that's nice too,
0: right? Right, and they a lot of times they do. They do lose weight, but sometimes. So initially, as you, I'm sure know that when somebody goes from the standard American diet to a ketogenic diet, and I'll tell you, I don't even talk about carnivore because that's like.
2: <laughs> like that's
0: too much it's hard yeah. enough for people to switch from uh almond uh almond milk to cream in their coffee
1: right right
0: <laughs> like you're know, like what? no
1: snacks at two forty
2: five p.m
0: <laughs> yes and uh um, so yeah it's not they're not gonna go there it's a, and i've had to learn to meet people where they're at there's some people who are familiar with keto and they just want accountability. That's fine. But then there's people who, um, you know, they still want their snacks. They want their Atkins bar snacks. And you know what? I'll meet you where you're at. I'm not going to try to do wholesale changes to that you're not going to do. I mean, especially. I,
1: I, I can definitely appreciate that. I I would basically say, like, look, we've got two options we can Like, you can go step-by-step and get into, you can, like, this is the goal, right? And you can go step-by-step, cut one thing out every day or change the habit every week or lower carbs from 100 to 50 to 20 to zero But and take however long. Or you could just jump into, like, a week of beef only and fasting. And then, boom, now you know, like, what your baseline is. You can kind of get a sense of like what the least amount of injury your body might feel like, um, but yeah, it's like you know ne- you never know which option someone's gonna pick,
0: and right, I do tell people they don't have to worry about eating, they are like, some people are like, I don't like vegetables. I'm like, not a problem. You don't have to eat that. That's
1: a good thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm
0: like, you don't happens. have to eat. I said, you don't have to eat a single vegetable ever.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am like, really huh? like, don't. And then I had was actually, I was just visiting with a client before I came, you know, home right. on this call. He was like, well, you know, I did eat a salad and I'm like, you don't have to eat a salad. <laughs> you don't. You don't ever have to eat a Caesar salad or a spinach salad or a kale salad or a purple salad or a green salad. No salads are necessary on my coaching plan.
1: But you don't tell him like because there's oxalates and you're putting seed oils on that, right?
0: Yeah. No. Well, I they do get a list of oils to use, and there's no seed oils. Like these are. I have like good fats. And I have dangerous fats. Right, right. Avoid, so I was talking to this client, and I was like, you know, that's, when you get salad dressing, that's in the dangerous fat category. Like, Mm. sure, there's no soy oil or canola oil in there. Like, and I have little skulls and crossbones, like, don't eat. (laughs) (laughs) No dangerous fats. But I tell people, like, Usually, when people are not getting results, the three reasons are they're using industrial seed oils, which are inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Dairy doesn't agree with them. Right. Or, um, they are, uh, their carbs are not low enough.
1: Right, right. And they are, they're having little cheats or snacks, and they don't really count them, or they're like, oh, I'm doing keto, but it's this just is just a
0: bite. Yeah.
1: And if you do that, even every two or three days, like, oh, I'll have just half a bagel. I'm, I'm in keto. It's fine.
0: A half a bagel is... Yeah. Plus <laughs> well, 16 teaspoons of sugar. Right. You <laughs> have...
1: I'll have it, a, like a banana. That's fine, right?
0: No. 26... Oh, the fruit minutes. thing. The fruit thing is so hard for people to grasp.
1: Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs>
0: no. You can't have... I mean, some people like if they don't have a lot of weight to you lose, and they're healthy and stuff. I'm like, uh, you can have some. Fruit. The cover cell, yeah, yeah. But make sure it's not bananas or papaya. Mango. you know
1: what you should do. You should uh, print out those images of the original fruits and vegetables.
0: Oh yeah, that would be good. Send
1: it to them and be like, hey, uh, what 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 do you think this is? Or or show them like a wild mustard seed like plant and be like, so what do you think this is? And they're like, I, I don't know, it's just like a little flower, a little yellow flower. And you're like, no, that's that's broccoli. <laughs> and they're like, what? Where's the broccoli? And then you're like, actually, no, those are Brussels sprouts. Uh, I don't see it. Actually, that's kale. And like or
0: corn, like the first corn on the cobs were like this big. Right,
1: they're so small and very different. Like, yeah, so. It's like, so people just forget that. And I think, like, we're so used to living in this modern world where, like, kind of everything happened after the, like, World War II and stuff. Right. I don't, I don't
0: think, think that they forget. I don't think that it occurs to them to think about.
1: Right. Yeah. It's just not, it never comes up. Like,
0: so my degree is in anthropology. So oh, I. Really? Yeah. I used to be an archaeologist before I had kids. And then it wasn't. Oh. Job is for that a while. You
1: live in Arizona?
0: <laughs> well, no, I was an archaeologist in New Mexico and Indiana. Oh,
1: cool. You know, my uh, aunt is an archaeologist.
0: Oh, we're, well, I graduated so long ago from New Mexico State.
1: Uh, I think it was, she went to Utah. Oh, uh,
0: to and, uh, and I worked for contract archaeology companies. I worked, well, I also worked in California. So I worked for. Uh, Human, human systems research in New Mexico, and we did a lot of government contracts and surveys.
1: You survey land and make sure people can build on it.
0: Yes, that's exactly And then
1: there is something there, and then you excavate and then right. you get ready. Yeah. That's just what she does. <laughs> yes.
0: and, uh, and I worked in um, California um, for your um, computer systems research, which are CSC. Because they had uh, they were contracted at Edwards Air Force Base. Okay. And then I also worked for the state of Indiana for a while, and Ball State University. I did some contract work for them.
1: What was um, what was your course work like for anthropology?
0: Um, I mean. Do you remember? <laughs> I graduated I in nineteen ninety two. <laughs> <laughs> so at the uh my coursework I mean I had primate behavior
2: mm-hmm.
0: We every class started with evolution every class oh,
2: okay.
0: so it's I, like you know if you didn't hear about Linnaeus and blah 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 you know and the Australopithecine, so they all started the same thing it's like okay you know I could miss the first two weeks because right, right. All about for the people who were anthropology majors, you're like they're taking this as an upper level elective or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, and then I mean, I had primate behavior classes, um, field work classes. I mean, history. Um, pre- you ever sc- have like an anatomy
1: class? Like yes,
0: I had zoarchaeology. So, uh, zoo archaeology. Um, so we had to identify animal parts, like you know, random animal parts put in a bin. They would pass it around you had to identify which animal it came from and
1: what bone and what part. Right.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think that the keto thing was pretty easy for me to accept because I I did field work. You know, what are you looking for? The prehistoric the paleo people and the projectile points. You know, it's not like we were finding... Oh, yeah.
1: You must have seen thousands of
2: those.
0: Yeah, thousands of projectile points. Thousands of categorying what type of stone it's made of, how big, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And I'm doing pollen float samples, doing um, carbon uh, 14 dating on bones. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, there was... I think that I don't know. I did for a short. Well, when I was doing endurance sports training, I had friends who were faster than me who had adopted a vegan diet, and I thought that that might be a good idea. And that's what my health took a nosedive. And I don't know. Like after I you know got better and and then sort of started going towards this um, you know keto and then carnivore way of eating. I don't know what my brain, what happened that I thought that that was okay, because I grew up on a ranch. Uh
2: Uh-huh.
0: I was an (laughs) archaeologist. And then I decided that I was going to try a vegan diet. And I don't...
1: Was it like the ethical argument? No,
0: I never did it for... I did it because I knew some people were fast vegans and I wanted to be faster. Wow. Wow. But it had nothing to, because I I grew up on a ranch. I'm like, I don't, I had no, um, I didn't ever think, you know, our animals were never mistreated.
2: Right, right.
0: Even though we did send them to feedlots, they're they're not in feedlots very long.
1: Yeah, and then, yeah, it's not terrible. Um,
0: Yeah, and so I never felt like, I never did it for ethical reasons. I just thought, oh, well, these people are, you know. (laughs)
2: Faster to- than
0: me. <laughs> yeah, they're faster than me. I'm going to try this. And it was, um, I didn't even try it that long. I was a vegetarian, probably like six months and mm. vegan for six months. And it was enough to, but I was low, low fat, high carb before then. So, uh, I mean, I was not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did that. And then my health was like, uh, worse. Oh, my gosh. Like, I wasn't even a functioning human being. I
1: you have, like, that initial burst of energy, like like the fasting mimicking where, like...
0: No, I never had the good feelings from it.
2: No, wow.
0: No, and I don't even know why I stuck with it. I think it's... I think I was just a blur because um, I was training for ultra marathons at the Mm. time. And, you know, Scott Jurek is a well-known vegan ultramarathon. I'm like, you know, Scott Scott Jurek's fast, and I do really like beans and rice.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. them, the texture, and Mm it's super yummy to me. So I thought, oh, well, that's not a bad way to go because I love that food. But then I had injuries that wouldn't heal. I, I was so bad that I tore the fascia off my foot, and I couldn't even walk.
2: Oh
1: my gosh.
0: Yeah. And I had to have platelet rich plasma to 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 fix it. And it almost didn't take like he said if it if it's not better in six weeks, then it didn't work. And in six weeks it was not better, but eight weeks it was. Yeah, I was like, right. And that was oh. the most painful thing I've ever done in my life.
2: Yeah.
1: I uh, can barely imagine that. <laughs>
0: No, and so, and I had horrible, I had chronic asthma, chronic allergies, was on all these drugs, and that, the injury was, like, really an aha moment, like, really, am I supposed to be like this? Like, is this normal?
1: Yeah, right. Like, what did I change in the last year? <laughs> uh, I started running a lot more. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's the vegan diet, oh.
0: Yeah, no, and it's a, uh, I mean, I had been doing endurance sports for a while too, and I just never had the body. Of, I was never, I never got skinny.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I thought, you know, what a big lie. You know, if you eat low fat, high carb, cut your calories or become a vegan and you run. And I did triathlons before the ultra marathons that, you know, I did an Ironman Six weeks later those are
1: like the top five steps of conventional weight loss, right? Yeah.
0: Like, I mean yeah. I did not only like, did I do it, I did it to the extreme. Like, you know.
1: If you're an endurance athlete, I can I can imagine.
0: And so I thought, what the frick is going on? Why am I so broken still? And then, you know, I went like first paleo. I think that's the natural steps for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then keto paleo, so paleo, I are like, oh, I'm already feeling better. I did the whole thirty like a couple times, although what I-
1: was the first meat you ate, you huh? remember that the first meat you ate after
0: I don't know, I think uh, probably chicken or I don't remember i yeah. just I mean, I wasn't even
1: long time ago,
0: yeah, that was like I mean, um. That was probably, when I did it Ironman 2007. So it was 2008, so about 2009. So 10 years ago.
2: Hmm.
0: 10 years ago, I was like, this is not working.
1: I graduated high school in 2007.
0: Oh. I graduated in
2: 1987.
0: Wow, cool. 19, uh, yeah, although I feel better now at 49 than I did... Any in my teens, twenties, thirties, feeling better once I started doing keto. Yeah. So I um, yeah, I feel better, although I'm gonna try this
1: D thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's I, my- I think
1: it makes sense. Um, they say no coffee,
2: right? No eggs.
0: No dairy, fowl, th- cured meats, artificial sweeteners, supplements. And no Himalayan salt, but you can have rock or sea salt. So do you know why that is?
2: Mm,
1: I forget. Uh, yeah, maybe the components of the Himalayan sea salt. I'm, I'm not really sure, though.
0: And then? Um,
1: they recommend organ meats, too, which is right. kind of the hard thing for me to get by. But yes, I think, I think if I did the two-to-one fat ratio to... Uh, it's like two grams of uh, fat yeah. per one gram.
0: Of, of protein. protein. Right.
2: Yeah. but and then Yeah.
0: And then they do, um, you have to have 400 grams of liver and 200 grams of brain or marrow weekly. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do marrow because I can get that pretty easily. And for one, brain freaks me out a little.
1: Of, yeah, it kind of freaks me out too. I don't, I don't even know where I could source. Because
0: it. the mad cow disease, even though like I would, yeah. I could source it because I buy my meat at this uh, grocery store called the Meat Shop, mm. it's the butcher, and it's owned by, I don't know what. If I don't know what they are. If they're Amish or something. They have the bonnets and right, right. But it's it's quality meat, and <laughs> so it's uh,
1: a or kosher.
0: I don't think it's kosher. It's it's just um, they wear the, the hoods, the, the bonnets, and wear skirts, and they work in a butcher, <laughs> butcher's mm. office, and they grow the meat, too. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so all the pork, they grow all the pork, and then they uh, outsource for the chicken, and they have other meats, too. Mm-hmm. So buy mostly pork there because their pork is the same price as the pork you buy in the grocery store. But you know they it goes their soybeans pigs. <laughs> yeah it goes from their their farm to their butcher their their meat shop
2: right
0: yeah so that's they don't there's no middleman there but then the the beef is higher and I started I just started the butcher box to see how that was. I did that
1: for a couple of months. It's, it's okay. They're like the steaks are like exactly a pound. They're kind of small.
0: Yes. I know. And, uh,
1: you know, like, I got like a mixed meat one. So I got like some chicken and some pork and some, and then like mostly beef, but, and it was kind of fun because like you didn't really know what you would get. And you're like, all right, how do I cook this thing? Yeah. Uh, And so it's kind of good to, like, test you, like, what are you going to get in your, (laughs) it's like a, like, the hot, you know, the chef cooking shows. Right.
0: Well, I bought, I got one, and then I haven't got my second one, but my son is in college in New Mexico. Mm. And so I don't like, I don't know, being a nice mom, I ordered, you can buy gift boxes, so wow. I ordered them a gift box, but you can't find a place to track it. So you uh-huh. don't actually know if they received it. So I was like, I'm like, did they he receive it? So I ordered him another one. And I'm like, Ethan, did you get a meat box? And he's like, oh, yeah, thank you. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: got to ask him the first time. Um, you I, wanted like, to
0: well, like- I told him to expect it. And then I was expecting him to say, yeah, I got it. And then he goes, oh, thanks, mom. It's it's good stuff. I'm like, I'm not doing that stuff for you anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I
1: had, like, very little money through college. I worked, like, as a lifeguard in the summer. And then would, like, go, like, halfway through the semester and have meals through my, like, college, but also cook at home. And. Oh, made like the worst stuff back then.
0: Uh, well, I, my son, I think I brainwashed him enough that, well, he's a little paranoid about food. He goes, no, mom, I can't eat junk food because you.
1: <laughs> he He's like trying to be mad, but he's, yeah. <laughs> he's probably really
2: appreciative.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. And he's like, I'm sure he's more concerned about food than a lot of his friends. So let's, uh, I don't want to take up all your time and it's. So fun talking to another meat eater. So why would you say, like, what's the biggest thing that you have learned or benefit you've found from switching to a carnivore way of eating?
1: Like, I haven't had, like, the amazing stories other people have had. So I almost have to kind of live vicariously through everyone else. Uh, I... I definitely like the consistency and the stability and knowing how I'm going to feel 24 hours out of the day. You know uh, when I eat carbs, I binge and I go, Oh, I can start with half a pint of ice cream and then it's a full pint. And then it's a six pack of beer and chips and cookies. But part of the binging is like, I know I'm getting out of keto so I can, binge for a while and then it's gonna take a couple days to get back in. So that in some ways that's kind of a bad way to approach it because like you know you're gonna be out of keto. So I did that like binge and then gain 10 pounds and then like go on keto for two months and like lose it again. But I I don't mean anything more than like 10 pounds, 15 pounds, like mostly water weight and a little bit of fat. And probably some fiber, uh, which, like, adds weight. Um,
0: Doesn't sound like you had really any horrible...
1: No, not really. Not
0: horrible before you started.
1: Yeah, I'm not like a Michaela Peterson. I didn't have depression. But, like, when I cheat now, like, I really am cognizant of everything. I, like, I'll get heartburn late at night, and, like, that's the worst thing. (laughs) to wake up and it's like, wait, this isn't a nightmare. This is reality. Like that awful pain in your esophagus at 3 a.m. And it's like, oh, uh, but overall, like I guess other ways like I I have allergies to something. Uh, I used to get like angioedema sometimes. I haven't really had that at all in like two years.
0: Oh, so, what is I don't know what antioedema is.
1: It's uh, like deep tissue swelling. I would get it in, the, in my lip, like here, and it would, like, swell up for, like, half the day, maybe, or, like, a day or two. And I'd also get it in my palms of the hands, uh, the soles of the feet, and even in another area that is oh. really awkward. <laughs>
0: that doesn't sound... Good.
1: No, it was uh, a little embarrassing. You know, sometimes I'd have to take days off school uh, when I was young. You know, I'd be like, "Yeah, I really don't want to miss school, but like, I'm
2: ugly."
0: <laughs> I would say that is a pretty good success story, and I think you know some people, other people have some you know bigger genetic issues, and Michaela Peterson is younger. I mean, she's still young, like your age yeah for folks like me i feel like you know we spent years messing ourselves up i mean it's
1: that that's the other thing right like i know that and i i see like kids my age uh i'm 30 and like people my age that are twice my weight and definitely have you know, like, pre-diabetes you know and i'm like okay like yeah i could I could go do like some like standard American diet light, but I don't really know how much damage that's causing. And I really like the preventative aspect of keto and now carnivore because I know all these deeper hidden secrets about plants that I think most people would be shocked to learn if they spent.
0: Plants are, they're trying to survive just like everything else. Yeah. And eating them is not benign. Right.
1: It's, um, I was telling you before we started, but I always used to think of keto as like the end of the, the end thing we wanted, like the goal, right? Right. But now keto is just part of the whole in terms of being a carnivore. If you think of humans as omnivores, then keto is kind of like an ability in that toolbox. Um, You can also go to burning sugar in uh, glycolysis. Um, But if you consider keto as like the default state of the human body, and the human body as an advanced apex predator that evolved to eat meat and only meat, and that explains like why we get these digestive issues that have these unknown origins like Crohn's and IBS and IBD and all these terrible problems and then like these strange diseases like Parkinson's which I just heard this lecture by uh, Dr. Paul Mason uh, about lectins and how they can get into the nerves and lectins are little proteins basically and they like travel up the vagus nerve into your brain Oh. Cause Parkinson's, apparently. Um, so I think like we're just on the cusp of learning all these things, and keto oh, yeah. just like the start, you know, like keto gets you across the line and makes you question everything.
0: I just think it's interesting the people who are like the Anderson family having their children grow up carnivore and having like seeing how calm they are i mean because she writes about how calm they they've been and and how healthier children are and how healthy she is and you know even though she had lyme disease that right. it was like the more children who are born with from carnivore mothers and like the difference between someone i mean let's do the extreme like of was someone with vegan diet, you we've there's already in the news about child abuse cases. Right, right. <laughs> children are malnourished; nourished, they have developmental delays, they have brain delays, that um the difference really the contrast I mean
1: like the analogy is imagine like your cat gets pregnant and then you stop feeding it meat and giving it like soy protein shakes and stuff. Yeah. It's like And some
0: crazy people do that.
1: I know, and it's it's awful, horrible.
0: It's uh, well, you know, I own. There's this dog food company that I was looking up dog food for my dogs, and they had like vegan or vegetarian dog food. And I wrote the company. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I said, (laughs) "Horrible! Why in the world would you give your dog vegetarian dog food? Like that is dog. That's animal abuse."
1: Yeah. Uh, I think so for sure but and like once you change your mind on like what humans are like if you're feeding plants to humans and you think they're omnivores then it's fine but if you're feeding them to carnivores and it's like whoa why why are you doing that it doesn't make any sense Um, it's 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 just one of those things you know tradition culture society The last twelve thousand years, we've been pretty much dependent on
0: plants. And going back to anthropology, right? Why did they? Why did we develop agriculture? Well, it's pretty. There's some pretty convincing evidence. It's because we were not environmentally sound back then either, and there were buffalo kills. They killed off like giant fauna, and. and they had to start developing agriculture to survive. It wasn't because it was good for them, it's because they killed off their food source.
1: yeah, they ate it, they over farmed it um and yeah, you gotta treat that sustainable sustainably like other major carnivores on like you know in other all all over the world, they kind of like maintain their herds and protect them right they they like know it's their herd basically to prey on but they don't overdo it and they try and maybe take the like the oldest males out of like you know the four to five year old caribou that get chased down by the wolves uh and yeah it's like a natural calling process and it keeps the herbivores in check so that they don't go to you know they don't overpopulate and then starve
2: themselves
0: yeah well that happened here in arizona the at the grand canyon some uh, um animal lovers decided to not allow hunting mm. the canyon, well they don't have enough predators to keep the herds in check right they've killed off a lot of the mexican wolf and they even though they've been reintroduced reintrodu- there's not a ton of them that there was the deer were starved to death Died off, and you could smell the stink all the way to Flagstaff. Oh, many deer died because they starved to death because there were no predators, and humans are a predator, you know.
1: That's yeah, and then it's just like, well, what are we doing? Like, yeah, I I read some detailed history on like the water buffalo in Africa, and it's just like. Wow, there is so much stuff I don't know about these creatures. I
0: think we don't don't know. And I will put the links to your Reddit and to the Facebook groups. Keep doing what you're doing because you're making the world a better place.
2: All right. Thank you, Stephanie.
0: Bye. Bye Bye.